Each year, it is my privilege to produce for you more than 200 Cato Daily podcasts featuring Cato scholars, outside experts, journalists, lawmakers, and others with interesting things to say. And at Cato, we accept no government money. We are entirely funded by private citizens and organizations. That means both Cato and the Cato Daily Podcast are completely dependent on your support. To keep the Cato Daily Podcast strong and growing, we've launched a new podcast sponsor program for this holiday season. Any and all donations to support the podcast are most appreciated, but at the $1,000 level of support, you'll become a Cato patron sponsor, which means you'll receive all the benefits of patron sponsorship. Additionally, unless you object, I'll personally thank you on the podcast. Cato is a 501c3 charitable organization, which means that your gift is tax-deductible to the fullest extent allowed by law. To learn more, visit cato.org slash podcast sponsor. That's cato.org slash podcast sponsor. And as always, thank you for listening. This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, December 18th, 2017. I'm Caleb Brown. The Republican-led tax reform plan will drop the corporate tax rate and provide lower taxes for the vast majority of taxpayers. But the discussion about spending cuts will have to wait until at least next year. So says Chris Edwards, Director of Tax Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. Well, the centerpiece of the Republican tax reform is the corporate tax rate cut from 35 percent down to 21 percent. That is a big cut. Uh, it will have a big effect on how, on how multinational companies uh, invest and hire. About half of all U.S. GDP is produced by the corporate sector. So I think that will have a big impact on the economy. You know, the last time we cut the corporate tax rate was in 1986. But we actually, back then, we cut the rate, but we broadened the base substantially. So we ended up raising money from corporations. So this is a, just about the first uh, really pure straight-out rate cut for corporations uh, we've had in many decades. So I think the impact is going to be really big. Okay. What, what else changes about the uh, corporate tax structure? Well, we moved to what's called a, a worldwide system where we tax all the foreign profits of U.S. multinationals to what's called a territorial system where we mainly just tax the U.S. operations of multinational companies. That's the system that just about all of our trading partners use. And the purpose is to encourage headquarters of multinationals to locate here in the United States. Uh, our listeners have probably heard lots of uh, news stories in recent years about how companies like Burger King have been taken over by foreign multinationals, uh, and that has been driven by taxes. So the Republican tax bill will put an end to that. Uh, paper profits and investment will flow back into the United States. Headquarters will move back here to the United States, and I think that'll be good all, you know, for the overall economy and ultimately for American workers. All right. What about individual taxes? It seemed that there was some fighting among uh, conservatives about whether or not uh, in all of this with the, with the large scale corporate tax cut, they thought, well, hey, look, you should throw a bone to uh, people with kids. That was one of the uh, seemed to be a sticking point, at least among ideological conservatives. That's right. You know, even amongst conservatives, there's sort of the pro-growth supply side, a group of uh, Republicans who want to uh, mainly focus on cutting marginal tax rates because that's where you get the growth uh, impact of uh, tax reform. 
But there's other uh, Republicans like Marco Rubio who uh, seem to be redistributionists and who are, have been pushing for larger child credits uh, and other uh, uh, changes to the tax base that will give people more money uh, but won't necessarily do anything for growth. So that struggle has been uh, going on here. They've, they've come, to, come to a resolution here. The tax cut will uh, pass. I think overall the individual – Changes are probably a net positive. Um, they they cut taxes for small and pass through businesses. They increase the standard deduction. That's that's good stuff. Um, but uh, it's not going to simplify the code very much. Uh, one of the things on the holiday or Christmas wish lists of uh, many folks is the elimination of the mortgage interest deduction. Now they didn't get there, but what did they do? Well, they, they ended up uh, compromising on uh, limiting the mortgage interest deduction to uh, 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 $750,000 in uh, mortgage debt. They also uh, capped the state and local tax deduction at $10,000. So you'll be able to take up to $10,000 in uh, property and uh, income tax uh, deductions. So uh, the people who live in the highest income and highest tax states like California and New York Connecticut, uh, many of the upper middle class and higher income people will have their uh, itemized deductions limited, uh, which is a good thing uh, because it hopefully in the long run it'll encourage those states to reduce their own tax burdens. Okay, what what is the so you're saying people in California and New York uh, who if they lived in another state would get a tax cut might get a tax increase. That's right. There will be some. I mean, about something like 80 or 90 percent of all households are going to get a tax cut uh, through this uh, bill. Uh, I use that word tax cut loosely because many of the people at the bottom, about the bottom 40 percent of American households, don't pay any federal income tax. And because of the provisions uh, pushed by folks like uh, Senator Rubio, they're actually going to get an increase in subsidies like the earned income tax credit. So uh, about 80 or 90 percent of households will get a tax cut loosely defined like that. But there will be a small group of people in high uh, income and high tax states like California and New York who, who, who will get a tax increase. One of the argument that we've heard about uh, the risks of removing people from the tax rolls, you and I have talked about this uh, a couple of times in the past, and you know the the uh, tax plan as laid out here, as I understand it, actually increases the progressivity of the tax system. This was not broadly similar to the tax system that we had in the 1950s and 60s, which was. Uh, relatively less progressive, but also lower-income people paid more in federal taxes. Yeah, one of the great ironies here is that for months, the Democrats and much of the mainstream media have been howling that uh, this tax cut's going to be a giveaway to the rich, uh, when in fact uh, it, it's a very progressive uh, tax reform, meaning that uh, higher earners will end up paying a bigger share of the overall federal income tax burden. Now, I don't favor that movement, but it's uh, I think the, the tax code is already far too progressive. I believe in a proportional system where everyone pays about the same percent of their income. But so one of the ironies is here, this is going to get signed into law. It'll make the tax code even more progressive. And, uh, you know, Democrats, uh, really, it's uh, there's a lot in this bill that they would have liked. 
uh, that you know the the increased in subsidies for people at the bottom, uh, the the higher burden on people at the top. Uh, but uh, you know they've been uh, yelling and screaming, uh, but they 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 haven't really looked in detail. It seems to me what's actually in the bill. Let's talk about some myths of tax reform. Uh, one myth is that tax cuts pay for themselves. Well, some tax cuts do pay for themselves. Uh, but how, of, how often is that the case? So the, the, uh, the Republican corporate tax rate cut from 35 to 21 percent uh, will not, in my view, in the long run, lose the government any money. And in fact, uh, modeling by tax foundation uh, finds that by about the 10th year, that corporate rate cut will be paying for itself, meaning the corporations will be cheating and avoiding taxes less uh, and more profits will pour into the United States and uh, there'll be more investment here in the United States and that'll raise both individual and corporate income. So the corporate income tax cut will pay for itself uh, historically, we, we have good evidence that capital gains tax uh, rate cuts tend to pay for themselves. I mean, after the 1997 capital gains tax cut, uh, the amount of capital gains realization soared and the government didn't lose any money. Uh, I also think that's true of the estate tax. There's a lot of economists who think that repealing the estate tax would ultimately it would increase growth in the U.S. economy enough to make up for the loss of uh, revenue. That said, most individual income tax cuts or payroll tax cuts, uh, they will create some dynamic response in the economy, but not enough to, uh, to fully uh, uh, pay for itself in terms of uh, lost government revenue. So you would say that uh, corporate tax cuts uh, can pay for themselves depending on how they're structured. Capital gains tax cuts can pay for themselves depending on how they're structured, but individual uh, taxpayer uh, cuts do not typically do that. that. That's right. And in fact, on the corporate tax rate cuts, uh, we have lots of good evidence from around the world. I've done uh, some detailed blogs at uh, Cato.org looking at uh, the big corporate tax rate cuts in both Canada and Britain. Uh, they cut their corporate tax rates substantially. The Canadian rate almost dropped in half. Uh, and yet the governments don't appear to have lost uh, any corporate tax revenue. It's been kind of remarkable. Uh, it appears that that multinational uh, companies uh, in those countries, uh, they cheat less and they invest more. And so the government ends up uh, not being a loser. The big question that remains here ought to be, where are the spending cuts? Yeah, uh, you're absolutely right that, uh, you know, this is a big tax reform and tax cut bill. Uh, Republicans are a little... Uh, more shy about cutting spending. Uh, I hope that uh, this gets uh, tax reform off the table and that next year Republicans and hopefully even Democrats uh, devote themselves to reforming uh, some of the uh, spending programs that are, are growing uh, gangbusters in Washington, like Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid uh, and many others. Uh, we have uh, federal deficits that are over half a trillion now, rising up to a trillion dollars. I mean, even without this tax cut bill, the federal government is expected to add about $10 trillion to uh, government debt over the next decade. It's a really crazy situation. And uh, we've got to move to spending cuts. And I hope that's on the agenda for 2018. We're certainly going to be pushing that hard at Cato. Is there any appetite for some sort of global spending cap that, that uh, people like Mike Lee and others have been pushing that would essentially say, here's what we've got to spend. Now let's decide how to spend it. 
Yeah, I've long been in favor of some sort of overall cap to the federal budget. For example, just say limiting federal total federal spending to say say a two or three percent increase a year. If you did that, uh, given that GDP grows generally grows faster than that, maybe four or five percent uh, nominally. Uh, if you just limited federal spending growth to, say, 3%, we would balance the budget after a period of years. So I think that would be the easiest sort of cap. Uh, I don't know how much of an appetite there is for that uh, in Congress. These Those ideas of putting overall caps on the budget have floated around for years, and they haven't gotten much traction. Uh, but I hope uh, at least uh, President Trump in his budget last year or, or this year in 2017, he proposed uh, all kinds of cuts to uh, programs like food stamps and Social Security disability and farm subsidies even. So I hope he pushes hard on on those cuts in 2018. Chris Edwards directs tax policy studies at the Cato Institute. This holiday season, consider supporting the Cato podcast and the broad mission of the Cato Institute by visiting cato.org slash podcast sponsor and learn more about the benefits of sponsorship. That's cato.org slash podcast sponsor.